Lord. You listen to Garage Hammer, episode 319. On tonight's episode, the Manlings talk about the General's Handbook. And since it looks like it will be here for about a year, it's worth talking about. Yes, I don't know. I don't pay attention to them after the first few minutes. Oh, there's a toolbox this week? Maybe I'll listen a little longer. So shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to Garage right. Tools. For the next uh, two hours, something like that, we're going to be here keeping you informed, entertained, and having a few laughs along the way. Bringing you the General's Handbook and a toolbox and uh, I don't, and, and, a, and a really obnoxious master engineer this week. I'm Dave Whitek. Um, hey. Chris is here. He's already here. You heard him. Chris, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Folks, sorry this episode is coming out late, but I was at Gen Con and then Chris was out of town for work. So we're getting this to you as quick as we can. Yeah. Um, uh, next episode is going to be about three days late. Um, only because we have stuff that we want to put on the episode and we can't get all the information together and everything put together and get out to you until the 28th. But as soon right. as we get to there, we've got it together, put together. Um, it's just our scheduling and when it's going to come out. But you're going to love it. You are going to love this episode. Well, you may love this episode. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. Um, but hopefully you will love next episode because I'm super <laughs> excited about the next few episodes. I'm, I'm having a blast right now. I got to be honest. What about you? Yeah, digging it. This uh, the new edition or the new General's Handbook is super cool. So I've been yeah busy I, busy I, with a new army. I've been painting a new army. So what are you painting? I painted a Sylvaneth army. Oh, okay, well we'll talk about that in the toolbox because we've got yeah. a toolbox this week. Uh, before we get into that, we should thank the sponsors, which include Kazark Superstore. Kazark Superstore. Kazark Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios for all your basing, 3D printing, MDF needs, anything you need. Kevin and Brad got you. And if you've been listening to the show, the last we had a three-day, three-episode drop for like four hours worth of content from Gen Con with Brad and Kevin from Six Squared. That was a great. Uh, that was so much fun. But uh, if you like Six Squared, you should uh, listen to those episodes because those guys are on it. And of course, last but certainly not least. Grognard Games in both Roselle and Batavia, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's no right. doubt. And uh, of course, thank the Patreon patrons, those people who mm-hmm. keep the lights on and make this show and every episode and all the things we do on it possible. And that Thanks, includes guys. our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, and Old Man Yeti, and our executive producers, Scotty Mill and George Stradone. That's right. George is now an executive producer. Nice. And we're going to be having that meeting pretty soon. I also want to thank our newest patrons. Um, it's been a little while since we recorded that last episode. And I want to thank our newest patrons, Nicholas Sinlock, Andrew Ennett, and David Hillstrom. Thank you all for joining in and becoming part of the almost 1% that make this show happen. How do you like yeah. that? Very oh. good. Uh, and Chris, you know we have voicemail. I've heard tale of it. Yeah, and if if you wanted to call and leave a voicemail, all you'd have to do is call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right, that's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00, and then dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. And you can Do we have any do voicemail? Uh, I, I'm checking right now. I don't think we do, <laughs> but I, sometimes uh. I'm wrong. So let me just check. 
no. Oh. No, we have not gotten it since we recorded the last one, and that's that's fine. I don't think we got one. There might, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like we got one. I might be mistaking the date we recorded. But if I, okay. hey, if you if you called and left a voicemail and I didn't play it, I apologize. Um, I thought I had them all played. Um, but that's it. That's that's everything. We should, uh, we should, uh, Let's take a quick break because this one is not going to, well, I always say it's not going to be super long and then it's seven hours, but, <laughs> but I mean, we'll break, we'll come back with the toolbox. Okay. And then when we get back from the toolbox, uh, we'll take another break after that probably. And then we'll got two nice big segments of General's Handbook Pitched Battles 23-24. We will be back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Barack. Yes, we are. All right, Chris. Toolbox brought hey. to you by Chaos Org Superstore. Chaos Org Superstore. So what kind of hobby have you been doing? So I have been painting a Sylvaneth army. Nice. I think you might have mentioned that. Yeah. I got three tree lords. I got two tree lords and a spirit of Durthu from a discord friend really yeah he he got he actually got got him from somebody who had six <laughs> dear lord yeah it's like i don't know what combination or the ones that he kept but he split them with me and it was it was dirt it was cheap nice and that's yeah. half an army right there maybe more yeah, yeah it was inexpensive i don't want to say cheap it was inexpensive so I got two tree lords and a spirit of Durthu from that. So then I had the uh, the Echoes of Doom box set. Is that right? Echoes of Doom. Skaven versus Sylvaneth. Oh, I had okay. The, I had that big army set. Yeah. So in there is another tree lord, which is, they want you to build it as a spirit of Durthu, but I built mine as a tree lord ancient. So I built that guy. Nice. So I have two tree lords. <laughs> A spirit of dew through, and a tree lord ancient, and then it also has Lady of Vines in there. So are you just fielding all characters? Can you do? <coughs> can you do that for your army? Oh, I'm dying. What's happening? Dang! <coughs> God bless America. Okay. Hit the cough button. Yeah, no kidding. I wish I had a cough button. I need one. Um, and then also in there is a 
three of the Kurnoth Hunters, and they want you to build them with bows. But I built mine with uh, scythes. The scythes. And then... I think that's... Is that all that's in there? Oh, uh, what else is in that box? That might be it. Um, but then I bought a box of uh, of the uh, the tree lord, the tree revenants from yeah. Grognar from Grognar Games. I Grognar. bought a box of I bought a box of guys. Put them together because you kind of need those. Uh huh. And then I had ten dryads already. Uh, from a previous army. Mm-hmm. And because you need those, you have Lady of Vines because she can summon them. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, also in that box is five Gossamid archers. The Gossamid. Yeah, oh, archers. that's right. Those fly. That's right. I re- okay, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those guys are cool. So all that together is a, is a, is a 2,000 point army. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. So I. Pretty much put all that stuff together. This is over the last since we last recorded. Basically, I put those together, bought the, some stuff, painted it all, so it's all actually ready to go. Two thousand point army. Um, it's not exactly optimized for the new GHB because it doesn't have any <laughs> of the uh, Antorian locusts in it, but that's okay. Oh, that's right. I know. I was like, haha, this army's cool. Oh, man, it doesn't have any Entorian locusts in it. Well, uh, <laughs> whoops. Yeah, so I might have to tweak it a little bit, maybe buy a couple of uh, branch branch witches and uh, sub out something from there. But the list is is basically, so it's a Oakenbrow, which is the faction that lets you bring tree lords as uh as a battle, battle line. line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I got two of those. And then I got the, 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 uh, tree revenants as my third battle line. And then I got the Kurnoth hunters, the Gossman archers, spirit of deer through and lady of vines and the Gossman archers. That's, that's 2000 points on the nose. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've been painting them basically with, I don't know. I don't say all, Mostly a combination of contrast paints and some regular paints. Just just to mix it up a little bit how you paint all the all the wood, you know, for the trees. Right. Yeah. So I painted up like the I painted the tree lords exactly the same because they're just battle line. Right. And then I painted the Kurnoth Hunters and the Gossman Archers and the Tree Revenants basically the same, with the same color for the wood on them. And then Lady of Vines has her own scheme, and the Spirit of Deerthrough has his own scheme. I painted him kind of like like a birch tree, almost like a white wood with like a gray, you know, uh, like base. Uh huh. I used I actually used the uh, apo- is it the apothecary white contrast paint for him. Yeah, how'd that work super, out for you? It's pretty cool. I haven't really used that. Yeah, yeah, that, it's pretty that neat. contrast paint yet. So it's pretty. You just kind of have to go for it. Um, and then I use like I use like the the pink for like the flower or like the leaves on him. So he's like kind of white. He's got like a birch looking white. Oh, nice tree with like the pink kind of leaves and like brown like branches. And he's got kind of a. I kind of went for. I kind of like, a, like a, his sword. I just did sort of like a 
like a like a shiny metal with it. And then the okay. common color I kind of used for the whole thing was the ethermatic blue. Okay. Um, you ever seen that paint? It's like a really, really, it's a contrast paint, but it's kind of, it's almost like a, it, it's like a see-through contrast paint. It's really kind of watery, but it still covers. Okay. And has, a, and it's like a, it's a really cool blue. Um, it's almost, it's almost green, but it's, you know, they call it ethermatic blue. And I use that as like, um, like the swirl patterns on some of the tree lords. I oh, okay. use it on there. Like, yeah. So I kind of use that as like a common color. So every model has some ethermatic blue on it. Yeah, it's kind of, I haven't done an army like that in a long time where I've like actually just like bought the whole thing, put together the whole thing, and then painted all of it kind of all in one go. That's bananas. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That is bananas. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I haven't played it. <laughs> I've played zero games with it. But <laughs> dude, you've got an, a 2,000 point army put together in under a month. Yeah. I, said, I, I don't, I, yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It was fun. Um, I've had a lot of been traveling a bit for work, unfortunately, but that gives you a lot of time sitting in hotel rooms, putting together models and yep. painting. So I, I just bring paints with me on the road. I fly with paints. I do all kinds. I just put them in my bags, and nobody ever says anything. So nice. Um, then the other thing I've been doing is. Uh, I've been so I've been playing my Stormcast army a lot in the new GHB, and uh, the kind of the mobility has got big deal in this new one. So we'll talk about that. But uh, I put together uh, 15, 15? No, I put together ten. Ten Vanguard hunters. They're like a Stormcast unit that like. Uh, oh, the Vanguard hunters. Those are those yeah. are the the Stormcast yeah, with the uh, little hand yep. crossbows. Yep, they have the hand bows, the hand crossbows, mm-hmm. and then like they call them. I think they're just called. Oh, they don't. These have like shock. They're called shock hand axes and like swords. But now they're just they just have one weapon type now. Right. Um. So I put together those, and uh, I kind of sm- <laughs> you can't really tell, but I kind of messed up the first five I put together. I didn't quite understand how to put them together. Um, but then, did the you glue all this, the doors shut so that they were useless? No, I then you're okay. <laughs> um, then by the time <laughs> I got to the second five, I figured out like, oh, I get what they're trying to do with these because the, the, the instructions on because those are, those are older models. Yeah, yeah. So like the instructions on them are kind of they're not great. And by the, then I figured it out what they were trying to do. I was like, oh, okay, I got it now. By the time I put the second five together, I had it down. And then I've got five more to put together. And then because I bought, I have a Vanguard, start collecting Vanguard Stormcast Eternals at home. Okay. And that's got five more. It's got some of the the uh, Palidors in it, and it's got the uh, the character on the Griff Charger in there too. So that's kind of my next project after I kind of knock out the rest of the. The Sylvanus. I want to play a game with the Sylvanus at some wow, point. Zowie. Put together this whole army. I've done anything. Yeah, no with kidding. It. Right. But uh, that's well. When I get that, when I when I get my when I get my uh, chaos guys painted, I you yeah. know I, I got about twenty more models. I got to finish. Ooh, I think, and I'll have the whole army done. Okay. Might not even be that many. So, but um, yeah, that will be. A, I'll be then the th- first game for both of these armies. Yep. 
We'll be well, fully uh, painted. Exactly. Take fully painted on. first. How about that? Has that ever happened before? I don't know. Not, not for me. <laughs> not where both of us came to the first game with a brand new fully painted army. No. Right? That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. What other? You got any? I mean, that's a lot. Is there? Yes, yeah, so that's my Warhammer hobby. Um, and then what have I been doing? I've been watching. Well, here, watching, let me do my hobby. We'll put, oh, we'll yeah. do, watching goes into the other. This okay. is the literal yep. hobby, hobby stuff. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, I finished painting my team for uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint. Oh. For Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Um, we actually played in an event, right? I, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. Um, and, uh, oh, God, it was so cool. That's cool. Um, but they're painted up. I, I You know, I, I did I did some quick paint jobs with them. The faces Which aren't faction? really... Which um, I took... Um, I took Anakin with uh, Captain Rex and two guys from the 501st. Okay. And then I took General Kenobi with Commander Cody and two guys from the 212. Nice. So, and I played a lots of different things. I love this game. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, um, yeah, I got them painted up. I got some extra stuff painted up. I got enough paint up to go to the tournament. I took pictures of the terrain the way they painted at the tournament. And yeah. it's pretty simple stuff, but looks really nice. Yep. So I think I'm going to just try to copy that on mine. Who um, makes that game again? Um, Atomic Mass Games. Atomic Mass Games. They're the guys who picked up uh, Legion from from Fantasy Flight or whoever originally had yeah. it. And now they're doing yeah. this. It's I just I absolutely love that game. Um, and I'm going to paint up some more of those guys. Um, but you can't use like Legion models in Shatterpoint, right? No, 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 no. It's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's it's like Star Wars Kill Team, and it's really Star Warsy feeling. Cool, like they really captured it. I really like it. Yeah, um, I painted that. Um, I've, I'm painting right now. Um, Chaos Knights. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff. Yeah. And I'm going through, and I'm just kind of like I'm starting. I'm just doing the bronze. I'm going through bronze, 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 bronze. Then I put yeah. them down. Pick up the next one. Then I do them all. Then I go to the next comic. Oh, let's do bone. I'm bone, bone. Oh, look! Here's a bronze thing I missed. God yeah. bless me. Every color I go through, I have to go through like two or three or four times because I miss stuff. Because there's so many little details. Are they gorgeous? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But whereas the warriors of chaos were sort of a joy to paint, and mm-hmm. the the um, chaos chosen really nice to paint too. It's a horse factor, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it is. It's that's exactly what it is. They're yeah. just a pain to paint. I'm not really enjoying it and it's kind of yeah. slowing me down. Yeah. But it's like I got to muscle through. They're about a third of the way done. That was I'm like gonna... one of my least favorite things to paint back in fantasy days. Yeah, and I'm leaving again, the Varengard. Is, is I, I have I have 3 Varengard and I'm going to tell you right now, they're not in my 2000 point original list. <laughs> you want to know why? Cuz I don't want to paint them right now. Yeah. But I got that. I got those five. When they're done, I gotta do. I gotta do ten warriors, and then I think like three character models, okay. and then I'm done. Nice. Might be might be more than three. It depends on the po- how the points broke out. But you know, uh-huh. at, at, at the most, it's gonna be like five because I already painted the one champion or the one chaos hero that came with the box set. So yeah. So I think yeah, I've got once I finish this, I think I've I think I've got fifteen more models to paint, and I'll be ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm loving it. Now, I had to take a painting break because I was just having, I was just, 
painting a lot and like my hands were cramping up and stuff like that mm-hmm. and my back was so I like I needed to take a break from painting my eyes were starting to go cross because I'd been painting a lot lately for yeah. me it was a lot it might only be an hour hour and a half a night but it was like two weeks straight yeah you know have you been painting times. with traditional paints or I've been leaning towards contrast paints. Um, well, it's the Warriors of Chaos, and I just hit them with black, and then I, yeah. you know, so I, that's traditional paints. Okay. Um, when I get to the, and I've got like two more armies I started as traditional paints. I really want to just start doing some contrasty stuff. I really yeah. just want to do the contrast. Yeah, this, the Sylvaneth army I did was, it was kind of just an exercise and to see for me, like, how much can you paint? With contrast paints, right? And I got to tell you, it's a lot. You can do so much. Well, when and I get back, when fast. I get back to the cruel boys, I think I'm yeah. going to do half of that and half other because I, I found some colors I liked, but I'm okay. going to try some of that. Yeah, um, I actually went out and bought like a really nice big brush to use with the contrast paints, oh, yeah? just to paint these the tree of the tree lords and oh, the spirit nice. of Gertu and the tree lord ancient, and it. It's it's amazing. I went. I spent like you know fifteen bucks on like a pretty a pretty nice you know big brush from like Hobby Lobby. You know like the night. It's a it's got a it's big and you just load that sucker up with the wildwood paint and you just freaking go to town. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 not even done. I've been hobbying, bro. Okay. Yeah. Um. I cleaned up the hobby closet yeah i did this i did a similar thing too and i had to clear out and i cleared out a bunch of stuff because i had to make room like i was doing some 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 spring cleaning type stuff right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh now i've got all the stuff that's unbuilt on shelves over here okay and i got a lot of boxes and it's just like some of the stuff is in like the big boxes like the starter sets and i'm like Mm -hmm. what do i still have in here like this is taking up room if i you know and i couldn't paint but i didn't i wanted a hobby so i'm like i'll build some of this stuff yeah. Well, in the past week, I've built uh, ha- like, and this is stuff we've collected, Harrison and I, over the past couple of years, and just not had time to actually build, mm-hmm. you know, because we've been doing with the other stuff. So, um, the uh, Lumineth half of the Lumineth and whatever it was box set. Yep. So I got that mostly built. Nice. I went and pulled out. I had a Dominion box. Not a you know, not Dominion. Whatever the the one with the cruel boys was. Was that Dominion? It was. That's Dominion. Dominion yeah. Okay. Dominion and Stormcast. So right? I had the original set that I picked up, and um, and I had uh, I think I, there was a set that GW sent to us. So I had gotten those, mm-hmm. and then I had the extra Stormcast that I didn't need. I know. I think I gave one to you. Um. And then I traded up to the other. So I opened this. I'm like, I had two full sets of the Cruel Boy sets. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I just sat down. And because like they're so oh, easy, man. they're so easy to build. I'm telling yeah. you what I did. Three evenings, I was sitting here watching TV with Harrison. Yeah. The third evening, I was just putting the last few on bases. It was two nights. I built forty of those Hobgrats. <laughs> And those, I just sat there and I just had the two sets, right? So I set yeah. them together and it's like, okay, this first one is these three pieces. And once you cut them out, like, they're the push fit hobgrots. They're three yeah. pieces and it's obvious how they go together, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just cut the three and put them down. Cut the, I could sit there with my back was sore. I could sit leaning back, just yep. cutting out the pieces and putting them in little piles. Then I had 40 little piles, glued them all together, put wow. them aside. 
Then I did plastic glue. Yeah. 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 I used the GW plastic glue. I was very content with it. Um, Two sets of all the characters, two guys on the riders and all the six guys with bows and the 20 cruel boys. This is way, I mean, I already have a 2000 point army. I don't (laughs) need all this built. Yeah. But I just wanted to have like have it done. I could trade some of this if I need to. I've got extras. But sure. it's, now it's now it's done and it's going into a box of finished models and that's taking up less space because it's yep. not in a giant coffin box. Yep. So yeah, I did all that's that. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes building models is just fun, right? I like I think that's my favorite yeah. part of the mm-hmm. of you know, of it. Like painting is mm-hmm. fun, but it's it's just Building them is so much easier and just so just yeah you know it just sit and follow the directions when you're done yeah. it looks right I just I love doing it that's kind of the reason why I brought like the Vanguard hunters with me like on the last trip I went I was like I'm just gonna sit here and just build models and just watch TV yeah 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 I I mean that's it's it's easy I'll sit down here and watch TV in the evening and if I'm not too tired I'll mm-hmm. grab the hobby thing and put it on the cart in front of me and work for a little bit and i try to do it like an hour or so a night and i'm just doing, yeah i'm going cranking through stuff like crazy that's cool yeah i ran out, i ran out of gw plastic glue i and, did too uh, i had to go buy some just like last week i couldn't week. find any oh really i had to buy the testers plastic glue from grognar games oh my goodness yeah I, I, they everywhere i've been is i've been to a bunch of different hobby shops like i usually whenever i travel like I was just at a hobby shop today. I'm in Kansas City. I went to one here in Overland Park, uh, Kansas. Really cool place. Oh my gosh! It's like I think it's called Tabletop Gaming or something. Okay. And they've got they've got like a traditional like store with like stuff to buy, everything, board games, Warhammer, collectibles, you name it. It's in there. The next part is like a is like where all their tables are. So they've got like tables to sit and play at. They're setting up for a huge historical game. And then the next part of the store is like a cafe <laughs> with like all these places where you can sit and eat and order food and also play games and card games. I'm like, oh my gosh. Sounds like Warhammer World. Oh, it was so cool. So if you're in Kansas City, Missouri, Overland Park, Kansas, this place is awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Um, Sounds cool. Anyway, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but then I, and, uh, I, so I usually try to find like a local shop and go in there and just kind of just look around, you know, just check out and see what everybody's doing, you know. And uh, my point was they didn't have GW plastic glue either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is there a run on the stuff that I, don't I don't know, know about? I, I've got I no one. Clue. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Should I save it? Is it going to become like Devlin mud? Right. Yeah. No, I, there's probably just, I'm not. Just one of those things, but the yeah. tester stuff actually works really well. If you, it yeah, comes it's not out a little bit. Yeah, have you ever tried? It? It's like in a black, uh, a black plastic case with like a you know it's like a long thin nozzle yeah. on it. Works yeah, yeah. really well actually. Yeah, okay. it comes with that little thing to poke if it gets clogged. I've found yeah. that if once it gets clogged though, you're you're done. So like I've mm. had that I've had that bit of trouble with it. Like where okay. it, I, I feel like I haven't used the whole bottle. Like I can still feel there's some mm. in there and stuff. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. this isn't doing it but i mean it's not it's not a big deal i'm just yeah. saying yeah um so yeah um do you have other i do have other All so right. uh i've kind of been just kind of binge watching some interesting shows i don't know if you've been watch if you watch uh the harley quinn show i on, love that uh, show on hbo max we can't talk too much <laughs> about that show on on this show no 
That show is that show is rated TVMA for a oh, reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, so I was watching a lot of that. That's so um, good. It's, it's so very, good. It's, it's good. Um, it's they like, they like retell like some of the big moments from like the DC universe. Yeah. But just in like just a totally different way. Oh, it's crazy. Like, like they did the whole thing with like Bane and the Pit and Batman and the whole thing. It's like they told it in this different style. Like what bizarre. the what the heck? I'm gonna blow you up. Bane is just a, such a whiner on that show. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna blow you up. Okay, how far have you seen in the show? This stuff we could talk about on the air. I'm I just started the last season. Okay, so. Every day, if you don't watch the show, Bane is mad, and he's going to, I'm going to blow up that coffee shop. Because that's <laughs> yeah. always, whenever he gets mad, he says he's going to blow something up. He's going to blow up the coffee shop, because his name is Bane, and every day he goes in there for his coffee, and the guy uh, writes down Blaine, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's like, you know it's Bane, I'm going to blow this place up. And he's right. going to blow, and he goes, and he goes to blow up, like three episodes later, Harley's yeah. talking to Joker. And she's like, you don't do any good. He's like, are you kidding? I paid this one kid to get Bane's name wrong on the coffee for two years. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, that was from episodes earlier. And they just, they they pull jokes like that out. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and they I know that first stuff from like season one and like the end of season two. They're pulling like yeah, when like, wow. when 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 Joker finds out who Bruce Wayne, who, who huh? Batman, when Joker finds out who Batman is. Yeah, and the first thing he does is start screaming at him that he put a deposit down on the Wayne electric car. Where's <laughs> right. my gosh darn electric car, <laughs> Bruce? <my> car? Like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, that show yeah. is so well written. They capture yeah. the insanity of those characters and they let it just go. Yeah, bananas. I love right. that show. Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't follow anything with like the comic books. It's its own. Oh yeah. It's, it's its own universe, so it has no continuity with anything else. No, yeah, it's de- this is definitely its own part. That's <laughs> so fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, what else? Um, what else have we been watching? Uh, let me think. That's that's kind of like the the only kind of like super like you know hobby kind of geeky stuff related. I mean, other than this, you know, just. Harrison and, I, stuff, Harrison and, stuff and I made Paramount Morgan Plus. watch Firefly. Oh, yeah. Because she was complaining. We're like, you should watch this. It's really good. And, she's yeah. like, uh, and then she started watching it, and she loved it. And then we watched yeah. Serenity, and then she told me that now she's making her friends watch it. They're <laughs> going to get together. I'm like, because that show is awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so we were watching that. Um, you know, when I watched Firefly the first time through, I knew it was like, this show was canceled early. What a travesty, blah, blah, blah. I knew it. I knew that happened to it, but I didn't know how or when. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to like the episodes. Here's the problem. And like the last episode came and went. And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's it? No wonder everyone was so PO'd. What the heck?" Right. But the crazy thing is, is if you get it, if you watch it on streaming, or if you, because um, I think I was watching on Hulu, yeah. and uh, go into that and look at. The episodes, because those are the episodes in the order of the show that, mm-hmm. that, that Joss Whedon wrote. Because you know he writes episodic, but it's it, he's telling a, a story arc over a season. Yeah. So when you watch it, the episodes are in the correct order. Look at the actual first screen dates, because oh. they're all out of order. 
Because really? Fox didn't like the first episode that much, and they liked some of the later episodes better. They thought they need more of those action sequences to get people involved. Yeah. So they didn't show them in the actual episode no way. order. I I kid you not. Wow. Why did this show bomb? Because <sighs> the people who loved it saw that it was good and, and it was it was sort of the out of order thing. They were just kind of taking that as okay, I guess this is what he's doing. Joss Whedon's being weird. Yeah. No, they didn't show him in order. Uh. Bananas, right? Look at the original air dates on that. And then if you sit there and want to bother and take the time, you can put them in the order that that they showed on Fox. Yeah. On, yeah. Like just on paper at least, like right down the order. And then look at that and be like, what this show would make so much less sense. Yeah. I mean, it is episode to episode, uh-huh. but when you're referencing back to three episodes earlier and it makes no sense, you, like it's, it's just... That, right. That, yeah. That that's not good. That's so so dumb. And then they wonder why. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. Why it was confusing. Yeah. Right. So wow. uh, we were doing that. I did see. I did go see Barbie and Oppenheimer, and I liked them both. Um, I saw Opp- I saw Oppenheimer, not Barbie. Did you like Oppenheimer? I did. Was, we went to the uh, IMAX and saw. Oh wow! Okay, I did, we couldn't go yeah. to the IMAX. Yeah, I don't. My son is a he's a film student. Oh, okay, Robert. right, right. So he knows he's like he's seen this movie like five or six times, and he's seen it in a different format every time. So <laughs> the one we saw, we saw the IMAX, but he's like, that's not real IMAX. It wasn't the real thing. There's only like, twenty the, theaters in the country, I think, that have the pure perfect yeah, IMAX, the 70, 70 millimeter IMAX. Yeah. yeah, the proper IMAX. Yeah, the one we saw it on was like just a digital, just a regular IMAX, digital yeah. IMAX. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, it was fine. I don't care. Unless but, you know what you're looking for, yeah, you're not going to yeah. notice it. I mean, you'd have right. to have them side by side. You're not going to yeah. notice it otherwise. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, the last maybe, maybe it didn't need to go three hours. Maybe. The last half hour could have been abbreviated a smoke, a touch, a smidge. I don't know. You know what? Unlike the last three-hour movie I saw, which I was checking my watch after 15 minutes, Ugh. um, this one this didn't feel like three hours to me. It just mm. didn't. There, cause yeah. it, there was so much happening. I was so involved. Yeah. I, I, I just lost all sense of it. Yeah. So I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, um, it was very, very good. You know, other than that, just doing my normal stuff. But that's sort of the things that we were focusing on. So, yeah, cool. Is that a whole toolbox episode? Oh, I, I think so. Wow. Okay. Well, who knows? Who knows what's going to be next? Because right. Well, we won't have a toolbox next episode because we got all that other stuff planned. Yeah. But maybe I'll paint. Maybe I'll paint. Maybe I'll paint another army, another army the before the next toolbox. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be the toolbox challenge. Go to the Facebook page. Sign up to do. You will paint a two thousand point army <laughs> before we do another episode of the Toolbox. It's possible. Yeah, Chris did it, and that was only <laughs> one episode apart. He's insane. <laughs> you know, you probably got a good two episodes. Mint. Well, you know, it's not gonna be next episode. Yeah, I, I, remind me yeah. to put that on the Facebook page. We'll see if anybody takes us up on it. it that would be funny as hell. Oh God. Okay. Um. A break and then back with the GHB? Yeah. All right. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The 
premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away. Because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Okay. General's Handbook. This Now, this one is Pitched Battles 2023-2024. It's not just one season, which leads right. me to believe it's not going to be a six-monther. Yeah, they already said it's good for a year. Yeah. Oh, they did say it. That's right. Okay, I thought yep. I heard that. I just wasn't certain. I didn't want to speak out of out of turn, so I just was led to believe I was, you know. Um, well, and that also fits with the whole thing where if they're following the pattern... This will last mm-hmm. until the next edition comes out, which is perfect timing. Right. Um, this is an Antor. Yep, which we're is a... Back a, in a, Gur. A, a, yeah, part of Gur, yeah. Um, the maps that were always shown, it's the very bottom right corner. It's all sorts of frozen. Apparently, the... Um, the the What's the winter? What's it? What's that? What's it called? What's the... Fr- all Frost? No, the Stonehorns. God, what oh, are they the called? Alfro, the Alfro yeah, Sun wh- guys? No, I'm just saying, what's the what's the name of the storm that's following them all the time? Oh, Everwinter. The Everwinter, that's it. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So apparently the Everwinter has control over here. Yeah. And it's, it, the, okay, this was actually a really cool read. It's short, but it, it sounds terrifying. It's like certain parts of this, if you just skin comes into contact with it, you're, you're just going to be in a block of ice forever. Right, you're talking about the power incarnate part of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, oh yeah, it's the Andor part, yes. Yeah, this whole section is just sort of describing what yep. Andor's like. And it's like, yep. oh, it's this inhospitable ice block. And it's like only things that can, only things that could like kill like stone horns and stuff and eat those are going to survive out here. It's like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's still Gur. So the, mm-hmm. the the land is shifting against itself. It's trying to destroy things. The ice is shifting up and moving and trying to crush everything. Mm-hmm. And um, they say it's got the, and Andorian krakens are large enough to dwarf even a black ark and powerful enough to crush it in throttling mass of tentacles. The things that grow in this lake in this area here, this sort of this separated sea, yeah, are, everything here is monstrous. Everything here is huge. Everything here is deadly. It sounds like a pretty terrible place, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
let's see. Um, it does talk about a few things. Now, it says uh, it's known as the Bitter Land, and there's lots of magic, cold magics. There's cults around here that are all around ice magic and worshiping of ice gods and stuff like that. Um, but the, uh, what do you call them? They're showing up. You're getting a lot of the uh, incarnates here. Yeah. The, uh... And so the collegiate wizards have to go investigate, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Wurgog, we've already read the Wurgog prophets and those guys are just drawn into the, by the power, you know? Yeah. So everyone's sort of coming here to either, either learn about the power or steal it. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about the power incarnate stuff? Yeah, so the power incarnate is basically, you know, they're talking about, you know, the, I guess like the Kronspine incarnates are, you know, these manifestations of Gur, and they're no different, you know, in here than they are anywhere else. Uh, and, you know, they're basically, they've got special rules in here. Well, they don't they have special rules. They have like different interactions now with the game. The incarnates do with some of the rules up for the new GHB, which is cool. But aren't they? There's isn't there stuff that uh, a lot of the mages and stuff are trying to get in there and they're finding more because these things are drawn. These incarnates are drawn to magical areas, magical nodes, magical power because mm-hmm. they feed on it. Um, and it talks about how some, I, I thought it was interesting to hear how some of the more daring um, wizards and magic users will follow them, use them as a divining rod, I think it says. Yeah, because they're, they're trying to find like these, you know, where, where are they being drawn to? Why, why are they here? So they're surmising that they can draw upon this. Well, and they're all drawn these to these nexuses yeah. of power. So if they're. Right, these wellsprings of magic that are in Antor. Mm hmm. And they're finding them. Yeah. And so yeah. The, this thing comes up and starts feeding, and the other wizards can come up, and if it moves along or if they destroy it, now they're at the place. They can use these guys actually to hunt out nodes of power. It's just pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of, so it will, as we see, as you will see, they have, you know, these rules for these kind of big mega spells now, <laughs> which is interesting. And then, um, I'm just trying to read through some of this stuff. They said that these, um, the, and oh, and these magical places. The, it, it reminds me of Storm of Magic a bit. Mm. Remember from Aethan, yeah. when they broke the thing near the end there? Yeah. Um, because it's like when they go to these places, this is the place when they're casting magic. The magic goes bananas. Yeah, that's what I was reading. And yeah. some people are just trying to do things. Some people are going there to use it as research. Like, I know this. I know we could do this sort of spell, but I could never gather enough of power to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's try it here. Other other guys are going there saying, "There's a lot of power there. I'm going to suck up all that power and annihilate things." Like there, there's <laughs> you know people there for very different reasons. Yeah, but there is some pretty amazing stuff. So it's only about four or five pages. You sh- people just read it. It's actually yeah. it's. It really it, it sets up nicely, and then the rules that they've picked in here suddenly sort of, okay, now yeah. I see what you're doing here. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of like, basically, it's like Antor is like this this land suffused with magic. These incarnates go there to eat it, you know, find it, 
you know, but absorb the, it. But the Everwinter has a hold of most of the land, so right, it's, it's pretty dangerous. Right, it's pretty dangerous. So, but that just that doesn't stop everyone from going there, and they can use now they can use this ice magic to you know cast super powerful spells and gives the writers you know some stuff to do with that. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 pretty excited about this. Now, uh, we're just kind of going to go through the basic stuff here. They've got the basics on how to build up your army. There is something I didn't realize in here, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about the new realm rules in a minute. Sure. I was reading through the rules, and it's one of those, you know when you read through, and it's like you, you thought you knew something, and then you read something, you're like, wait, did it just say that? And I guess I never thought about it because I never played with it, but if you have behemoths that become battle line, they ignore, they don't count towards your behemoth maximum. Right. That's how you can get away with, like, you know, the Oaken Brow Sylvaneth list. Yeah. And I just, I never thought about it because I never played. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I, I, I hadn't even done that. I just always looked at it and said, okay, it counts as a behemoth and counts as a battle line. Right. I don't have an army that has maybe more than two of those. So it yeah. never, it, it never came up. But reading that, I was like, oh, okay. Um, it just shows you how little I know how to play this game. So let's. Do we want to talk about the realm rules now that we've uh, we've got realm rules and realm magic and some battalions yeah. and strategies, and then it gets into painting and battle plans and stuff. Yeah. So the realm rules. Um, basically, you know, each each new season they kind of give realm rules. So we were in Galat, we were in Thondia, and now we're in Andor. So Andor, the bitter land. It's cold here. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, it, it's a, basically it says here, if you're playing in this, you have to follow these rules too. Like if you're playing right. a, a game from these, this has to be followed. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically if you're not using this, you're using the main, the basic rules out of the book. Sure. Um, okay. So, so the uh, first, first one is called, one, one with the land. Yes. That's the first one. Um, and it's for wizards. So the focus of this GHP is wizards. Here, um, let me. Um, you know what? You you take the rules. Let me just read the little. Uh, yeah, yeah. The little it, because I normally don't read any of the little you know fluff piece before the rules. But there's only a few of these rules, and because we've just talked about what Antor's like, like this is what's happening. So yeah, one with the land. To survive in the harsh Antorian tundra, inhabitants must learn to master their surroundings. For wizards, this is even more imperative, given the wild nature of Antorian magic. And those who can negotiate this balance are at a significant advantage. So right. there we go. So, so what's the rules? So wizard heroes with a wounds characteristic of nine or less that are not unique gain the Antorian locus keyword. So All right. nine so, wounds or less, not unique, you get the keyword. So you can be on foot, you can ride something, you can fly, whatever. You just can't, nine or less wounds and that not unique. so you get the focus which the, be, becoming a focus becoming a, a point in this magic being one with the magic of the land there are special rules that give you bonuses yeah um we'll get to that optimal focus like all things gurish andorian magic is wild and dangerous but a wizard who focuses their entire concentration on manipulating it can find their powers amplified beyond expectation okay so at the start of the battle round after priority is determined, the player taking the second turn can pick a friendly hero on the battlefield. If that hero is an Antorian Locus, they, they can attempt to cast one extra spell and attempt to unbind one extra spell in that battle round. If they're not an Antorian Locus, you get a command point that can only be spent to allow that hero to issue a command. 
So it works for anybody, but you kind of want an Andorian Locust there. Yeah. So whoever That's goes second gets an extra spell and an extra yeah. dispel. That's kind of... It's oh. a big rule. It's a big deal. Yeah. You know, do you want to go first? I mean, I, I mean, it's just one spell, but right. it seems it's, like... It's like another advantage, you know, yeah. like, do you, do you want to take the double turn or not? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, right. but because now... I'm, okay, I like this rule. I like the way it's written, and I'm going to say before we even read it, I like it because we've just talked about there. All these wizards are driving towards these places where their magic is going to be boosted to yeah. dangerous levels, right? right? I mean, we read the story where they brought in the orc and he was doing that stuff until his head exploded, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is called primal magic. Yeah. Turbulent, so is, violent, and dangerous. Awesome. Yeah. Turbulent, violent, and dangerous, primal magic can be harnessed to significantly enhance the magical powers of those brave enough to risk a mind-shatteringly violent backlash should they make a single mistake. Right. Okay. All right. So primal magic. Uh, at the start of the hero phase. So Both of ours. Both hero phases. Both players roll a die. Okay, so we, you and I both roll a die. Yeah, for each four plus... Each player receives a primal magic die. So if we both roll them, we both get two. Yep. Okay. After a player attempts to cast or unbind a spell, or a player attempts to dispel it in the spell, they can roll one of their primal magic dice. If they do so, add the result of the casting and binding dispelling roll. That player can continue to roll additional primal magic dice until the caster suffers a primal miscast, or there are no more no more primal magic dice to be rolled. <laughs> So we'll find out about a primal miscast yeah. soon. But you, so yeah, oh, that didn't cast, and you don't have to decide it before you roll. Uh-uh. I rolled. Oh, I didn't get it. Okay, I'll throw another one in there. Yeah, I rolled and I got it, but you could probably beat it. I'm throwing another one in there. Yeah, I'm like it's okay. Like a, it's, I think it's awesome. It's like a game within a game. Yep. And I I always liked that in previous editions of you would play Skaven and push it to the limits. I know you. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. So abilities that allow you to reroll casting, unbinding, or dispelling rolls must be used before primal magic. Right. So if I, if so, I, yeah, if I, if I have a reroll, I have to use it before I add any dice. Yeah. Fair if much. you're like a, a Lord of Change and you roll a three and a four, you can turn, make the three into a four. Now you got an eight. And then you can throw in some primal magic dice. Right. That's how this works. If you choose to use an ability or reroll a casting, unbinding, or dispelling roll, you cannot use. Oh, if you choose to re-roll, you cannot use primal magic dice to supplement that roll. Right. Okay, so if you do so it's either get a re-roll or add primal magic dice. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of each battle round, battle round, any magic dice that have not been used are lost. So, you could conceivably if you don't use it in the first player's turn. Yeah. Then on the second player's hero phase, you both roll four pluses. You could conceivably have four. You could have four sitting there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um do you want to read this next part? Sure. When a primal magic dice is rolled as part of a casting roll, an unmodified casting roll that includes a double one. The All right, slow that down a bit. A I lo- you lost me there. Okay. So when you cast, if it's an okay primal magic, any double ones. All right. So if I already rolled my two dice and one of them is a one, yeah, that's part of it. So yeah, yep. And then as I add in the primal, so if I get double ones, then you get a primal miscast. Yep. Spells not successfully cast. Caster suffers D3 plus 3 mortal wounds, and each other unit within 3 inches of the caster suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, the caster cannot attempt to cast any more spells in that phase. (laughs) 
So if you cast it and you get the double ones, the primal miscast, because what is it when you normally miscast? You take a, I think you just take a mortal wound and can't cast anymore. Okay. So here you're taking D, so you're taking four to six mortal yeah. wounds. Yeah, I could just kill you. You only have your, yep. uh, like a and every unit within three inches takes D3 mortal wounds. Right. Oh, how much fun it would be to take the cheapest mage you could find. And when you have him in the background, just in case, when that hero is down to one or two wounds, just run him up and roll dice until you primal miscast. <laughs> yeah. Make yourself a bomb. Right. Like the old thing with the, uh, with the, the, the dark elves could do. Oh, right. Six dice monkey it. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally, I mean, I mean, it would not be that easy necessarily because you already, you'd, if you don't roll the ones, you're just throwing a really giant spell, but that could be fun. Um, when you, that, the last part is, yes. Uh, when primal magic dice is rolled as part of a casting roll, an unmodified casting roll that includes a double six spells all successfully cast and cannot be unbound. In addition, the caster cannot attempt to cast any more spells in that phase, and both players receive one primal magic dice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so double sixes, and you can't cast anymore. Like, you're kind of burnt out. You're not hurt, yeah. right. but you pa- threw a perfect... Now, that's only for casting. Double ones are on anything, right? Oh, no, right. that's just a casting roll. Okay, double one uh-huh. is a casting roll. So double sixes... <laughs> now, if you had a few more spells to cast, you might be annoyed. Yes. But uh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You know what? You know what's going to be great is watching people roll a seven on a six and a one. Yeah. Do you want to use that primal casting dice? <laughs> <laughs> one out of three rolls, something's happening. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is. I think it's cool. I bet you, in, in the way I'm. I mean, it's only two dice per round. So if you're going first and you're casting your spells, even if you've got an incredibly magic-y army, it's only two more dice. Like, it's not bananas. It's not like it's an extra die for every wizard or something like that. Because then your Zeech army would be insane. Yeah, I have a feeling this is the version of the magic phase that the AOS designers have been wanting to do forever. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? This has always been in the back of their mind. Like, we got to do this. Now, this is going to be great. You know. But where this gets cool is the next page. Mm. We've got all these cool rules to boost your magic. What if you have an army yep. that doesn't have wizards? Remember, yeah. Stormcast didn't used to have any. Right, or corn. Dwarden don't have any, do they? Nope. No. So then, well, this sucks for them. Not necessarily... What this is is not as good, but it's something clever that they thought of that they put in here. And they're called Null Stone Adornments. And you can only be taken if you don't have any wizards or any units with abilities that would allow it to cast spells in the same manner as a wizard. (laughs) So you can't take no wizards and give them then uh, some wizard staff to give them the bonus and still take these enhancements. Yeah. So like you can't take like Spell in the Bottle for a carriage on Overlords. You can't take Arcane Tome. Right. You can't do any of that stuff. So Um, I did hear, I, I thought of something like what if you're playing like maggotkin and you don't have any wizards uh-huh and then you summon a pox bringer <laughs> now uh, you have a wizard that does not include any wizards or any units with abilities that would allow a unit to cast a spell in the same manner as oh that's a that's a question for the FAQ if my right? starting army doesn't have it can i summon yeah. up 
something that that is a wizard? Huh? I would I, I would I, think yes. I would say yes as well. Um, but so you can basically this the nullstone enhancements or nullstone adornments. They are just like spells and every other thing. When you when you get your first set of enhancements, you get one yeah. of these automatically yep. if you yep. don't have an army. These are kind of cool. Yeah. All right. The uh, first one, you, there's three of them. Uh, you know, and you can you can't pick the same one more than once. You can't, and it's just like giving an artifact. You can't. It if they have an artifact, they can't have this. You know, if you have this, you can't have anything else. So. A uh, hand-carved nullstone icon. The bearer can attempt to unbind one spell or dispel one endless spell in the enemy hero phase in the same manner as a wizard. Each time the bearer successfully unbinds a spell or dispels an endless spell using this ability, the bearer can attempt to unbind one additional spell in that phase. So you can do one, but if it's successful, it doesn't count as your one. You only get one miss. Right. So that's not bad. I like that. Especially because he can just keep, you know, doing it. So that's not bad. Um, Pouch of Null Dust is next. This is a once per battle one. You want you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. A once per battle at the start of hero phase, you can say that the bearer will use their Pouch of Null Dust. If you do so until the end of that phase, unmodified casting rolls that include double one, double two, or double three are treated as miscast. Or if a primal magic die was rolled as part of the casting roll as primal miscast. In addition, roll a dice for each endless spell on the battlefield. On a 5+, that endless spell is dispelled. If you've got someone playing a lot of magic, yeah, you can drop this and either A, really mess them up because they cast it anyway, mm-hmm. or be like, this turn, you are not casting magic. Right. Because I don't know if I'm going to risk miscast and primal miscasts when one, two, or threes yeah. can double up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I want to take that risk. And it's still got to right. be doubles. It's not like a one and a three. It says yeah. it's got to be. But now, two dice rolled. Either of them comes up one, two, or three. Then I got a fifty percent chance of primal miscasting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm. I, 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 at the very least, I'm not primal dice using right. here. Right. You know. Yeah. You can might take the regular miscast. Yeah, but still, that's like oh boy. <laughs> right. And then last one, Polished Nullstone Pebble. Uh-huh. Uh, when this unit is picked as a target of a spell or the abilities of end the spell, you roll a die or a four-up. Caster must pick another unit within three inches of this unit and within range of that spell or end the spell's abilities to be the target. If there are no units within three inches with this unit and within range, ignore the effect of this spell or the effects of that end the spell instead. So if nothing's within three of me on a four-up, I just ignore your nonsense. Yeah. If someone is within three, they have to pick. Now, it does say, it says, the must pick another unit within three inches of this unit. It doesn't say another enemy unit. Right. What if I'm next to you and I'm fighting? Yeah, you got to nail them with it. Then (laughs) you cast it on me and I'm like, no, and I bounce it. You don't have control. You can't say, well, it's not happening. It's going to hit your dudes. It says must pick. Yeah, must pick another unit within range of three inches. If I got that null stone and I'm in the middle of combat, yeah. as long as I'm not within three inches of my guys, right. I'm thinking like four up, I'm throwing that effect on you. Yeah, I'm thinking like Stormcast Dragon Riders would yeah. be good for this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just big, you know, big centerpiece units. You know, would, like the Spirit of Dirth here would be good for this one. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think all of these... 
are pretty cool. Like two yeah. of them last throughout the game. One is only once per battle, but you know that's not my first choice. But if I had extra enhancements, I might. I you know I might go for it. But mm-hmm. you know the the miscasting on a one double one two or three is great. Uh, yeah. You know, and the I just I like them. Um, we also have magic and command traits and right. other stuff coming up. All of this stuff is special to this. So let's keep going, okay? Because yes. I'm loving this so far. So the Realm Sphere magic is, uh, it's probably, I don't know, maybe this is the most noteworthy part of this, maybe. These are like super spells. Yes, they uh, are. You know, they're kind of like the number six spells from... You can pick a spell it's from the, the Laura... Yeah, the, you can pick one spell from the Laura Primal Frost for each Andorian Locust in your army instead of picking a spell from another lore they know. So they have to be an Andorian Locust to pick from here. And yeah. if they're picking this, it's not they don't get an extra spell. It's They can pick this in as one of their spells, but it's not an extra. It's just yeah. more choices. Hoarfrost. Casting value of 8, range of 12. Pick a friendly unit wholly within range. Pick a melee weapon profile on it and roll a d3. Change either the to hit, to wound, or rend of that melee weapon to match the result until the start of your next hero phase. For example, if the result was two, you could change either to hit to two plus, to wound to two plus, or the rend to two. Um, An unmodified hit hit or wound roll of one always fails. Okay, but I could still roll a one. I could still have a to hit of one. Now, one fails, but then if you've got a minus one to hit on me, yeah. I'm still hitting on twos. Mm-hmm. That spell is dumb. It's really, it's kind of cool. It goes off on an eight. It's expensive, but oh my God. Yeah, so it's there. you'll see that all three of these spells are priced high to get them off, but they're assuming you're going to need Primal Magic dice to, to do these. I'm kind of looking forward to throwing this and making my Chaos Warriors hit on, oh, a, yeah. on, a, on a one plus. Well, a lot of people. You know? Or if you uh, get that three, okay, well, that's Rend. Yeah, it's the rend that most people are excited about with these. Well, threes, yeah, a three is definitely going to go to the rend. But, yeah. you know, the other numbers, I might put to my making sure my hit is going through. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, what's Rupture? So, so Rupture is a spell. has cast value of 10. Range of 18. Ten. Yeah. Successfully cast, pick a predatory and the spell, or an incarnate wholly within range invisible to the caster. Target immediately becomes wild. And cannot be picked to be controlled or bonded for the rest of the battle. So if you have one that's bonded that you put out there, you, you are no longer bonded. And when they're wild, right. what happens when they're wild? Does nobody control them? Right. How does, how does, then what happens it, with it, them? It, I believe, I think it's whoever is closest to it controls it. And then rolls for the it rolls the dice. I think is what happens on wild. Well, but it said it can't be picked to be controlled. It just stays wild. What does that well, even mean? Well, I have to say that's why a wild and the spell. I believe that's what it does. Well, we'll we can look that up later. But yeah, that still is pretty cool. All right, but the the incarnate when it's wild just charges the closest unit. Yeah. So, you know, I would totally do that just out of spite if it's bad. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If it's if it's near your enemies, I casted it. I'm going to cast it out. It's near my guys. Really, I'm just going to. Okay, now it's now it's not yeah, going to just well, attack you guys. I, I believe I I think there was a lot of incarnate shenanigans in the last GHB where people were doing stuff to intentionally make their incarnates go wild. Okay, you know, they just blast them up into the middle of their opponent's battlefield. Make, 
intentionally make them go wild by killing the caster. I believe this might be in there to maybe mitigate that a little bit so you can like see mitigate that combo it. You don't have to kill the you. caster. You can just do it as a spell now. I mean, yeah, I, you, just, yeah. you just cast rupture on the guys incarnate yeah. on the on the first turn. You're like, yeah, sorry, pal. Your stupid cheese ball plan <laughs> has just gone away. Uh, it's you know still, what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Now, okay, we had one for an eight. We had one for a ten. Now I've got Merciless Blizzard, which casts on a 12 with a 12-inch right. range. It's a shorter range on a 12. Pick an enemy unit within range, not holy. So within 12 and visible. Yeah. They take 4d6 mortal wounds. Yeah. But... Any ones out of those 4d6, the caster also takes d3 mortal wounds that can't be negated. And you cannot modify the range of this spell. It it must be measured from the caster. Even if you could measure it from somewhere else, it can't be modified. It's 12 inches. So you can't cast it through like a skink or through a spell portal. Right, because 4d6 mortal wounds, if I'm rolling that, odds are I just killed one of your characters. Or one of your your units. Could be a unit. But I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, it'd be really quick to take out one of your wizards with a 4d6 spell. Yeah, I or, got the spell. I got the spell off in the, the first time I cast it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so those are the spells. I mean, this already feels like it's going to be a bananas game. I can see. I could. I could see loving this. I could see some people being like, "Ugh, this is crazy." But I'm just <laughs> like, okay. Uh, you can pick a command trait if you're an Andorian locus. You can yeah. pick one of these instead of the ones in your book. Um, all the spells from Primal Frost. Yeah, you just know, you know them all. Know them all. That's not if you can if you're a multi multicaster. That's great. Yep. Um, start of the, I have the yeah. Uh, yeah Go ahead. I, I, have the blizzard. I have the blizzard. Uh, this is a really good one. At the start of the hero phase, if this general is on the battlefield, roll a die. On a five up, you get a primal magic die. And it's Pretty cool. not you both. So this is one. I'll have one more than my opponent then. So that might mm-hmm. be worth it. Yeah. Uh, chilled to the bone. Once per battle, if this general suffers a miscast or a primal miscast, roll a die. On a three up, this general can ignore the effects of that miscast or primal miscast. Um, that's not bad. If, you're, if you know you're going to be throwing magic around and you, you want a little protection. I remember that was the item I always put on my slan mage priest back in the day. Nice. Remember that there was yeah, an yeah. item you could like you could like give it to him and like yeah it's wasn't that the one that, yeah it made cast. them there yeah it made them like they were like the deep thinkers or something like that yeah yes yeah, so you you are immune to your first miscast was that every turn or just in I general think was, I think it was just like once per okay game. but that's yeah that that would be too good if it was I more than I always put that on my of course <laughs> because you knew at some point you oh, were gonna God. do it that freaking slant dropped down the hole so many times <laughs> back in the day ugh. And finally, though, we've got Eater of Magic. Yep. Every time your general successfully unbinds a spell, roll a die. On a five up, the caster no longer knows the spell and cannot cast it again for the rest of the game. That one is amazing. That is crazy, and I think yeah. I have to take that every time I've got yeah. a wizard general. If I'm playing yeah. with a wizard general, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's it? Is it, uh, is it, Sla- is it Slaves of Darkness that have that one faction that every hero becomes a wizard yeah yeah the cabalists oh the cabalists yeah you'd have everybody be a wizard so guys who normally wouldn't put magic on you can start giving them these realm sphere magics mm-hmm. 
and you give your yeah, general that, eater of magic. So, oh yeah. my God, this is so. Yeah. So that oh. one is like if you're if you're like in your friend group or your local club or whatever, there's like a lot of players like Zinch and players, Lumineth players, and Slenish players all over the place who are just taking just tons of magic. You just take this. Yeah, and it's like oh, techless, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I got lucky and unbinded one of your spells. Five up. He doesn't know that spell anymore. Uh-huh. You know, like what? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, okay, so we do have a couple of core battalions. Yeah. One is uh, called Andorian Acolytes, and that's two to three heroes with uh, 10 or less wounds that is not on a mount and not unique. So mm-hmm. basic heroes. At the start of hero phase, if there are two or more friendly Andorian Locust units in this battalion on the battlefield, roll a die. On a three-up, you get a primal magic die. Um, yeah. If you're going to have a couple of wizards, you've got to have at least two. You can have up to three. Yeah, so you um, could do. You, could, you put, could have this plus the command trait, so you could be rocking... Lots of... Com- yeah. A lot, many, many primal magic dice. Because it's at the start of the hero phase again. Yeah. Yeah. So not your hero phase. Right. So, so you your the, the other f- one is the other one I think is your hero phase the uh yeah the eye of the blizzard is eye your of the blizzard hero is your hero phase. phase. So technically, it's like on your hero phase you could be if you went second in a battle round you could have I don't know one two three four five six seven eight. How could you wait? How could you wait? So we nine. roll no. <laughs> Yeah, we, we each roll at the at the bottom at the bottom of the battle round if okay. you went second. So let's round. okay. Let's just start the battle round. First part of the battle round, we both roll. <laughs> yeah. We both roll yeah. four up, so we both get two. Yeah. Uh, as a start of the hero phase, so I roll a three and I get a fourth one. Yep. Okay, and so that's four. Yeah. The next. Well, it's, what is it's that? Five. Five. How is it five? Because <laughs> your gets my your opponent's turn, and then on your turn you could get six. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> could get a lot. No, we both rolled four, so I have two. Yeah. And I rolled this, the three plus. Yeah. So now I have three total in the and the first in the first turn, not the, yes. the first half three of the battle. To- yeah, three, three total. total. Yeah. So then on the second half of the battle round, yeah, you get I can get three two more. more. I get three more, which is six, plus, right? Plus another one. Plus this, the five your, up. It's your hero phase. What do you mean? Plus another? One? Oh yeah, because that yeah, that on the five up. So and I can get have, seven. That's, that's your yeah, you have seven. I could have seven if could I don't use seven. any. If I don't use any on your turn, right? That's dumb. <laughs> that's real. And on, I mean, even if I go first, I I would it just it would just shift where one of them goes. I could either have you know three one and four the other, but still, that's yeah. that's a bunch. Seven primal magic dice. Yeah, like you cannot cast a spell with only primal magic dice. No. But still, having a bunch of those, basically, I'm going to push stuff through. And I could purposely blow myself up, like I said. Yeah. If well, you get you me down cast... to one wound, I'll just do that until yeah. I blow up. Yeah. Right? So I found the tricky part about casting Merciless Blizzard is getting your guy in range to cast. <laughs> range of 12 inches. Yeah, I found that's the tricky bit. Well, I mean, it's not wholly it's... within, so... Right, yeah, I know, but it's that's I mean that's the hard part because the hero phase comes right away. You haven't, you can't, you don't move, right? You haven't. You oh can't well, move. you can't do it in the beginning. You're gonna have to move up towards people and hope that everyone's kind of coming towards. You're gonna have to move him towards a hot spot. Yeah, that's where but there's you know gonna be saying? battle. Yeah, yeah, you have to like you have to like super 
set this up. There are some other ways, like Stormcast. Has, Drop a guy in. Has, yeah, Stormcast can get around this a little bit because they can move in the hero phase with translocation. Is that at the start of the hero phase? It's, it's your it's your turn, so you get to pick. Like when all this crap happens, right? right? Yeah, well, this so, is this is at the start of the hero phase, so it would have to be another one at the start of the hero phase to let you. I, do I mean, it. you're talking you're talking about getting the dice. I'm talking about right. just casting the spells. Oh, okay, right. right. So you translocate. Sorry, so you translocate your like your. See, I I, I why I did this is I put I had my uh, I had the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger. Uh huh. And I have him next to a uh, a priest with okay. the translocation spell. Okay. So I translocate the Griff Charger boom, within 12 inches of something. Blast it with this spell. You know, try, hopefully you're going to get it off. Hopefully you're going to have some primal magic dice to do it. You might not. You know, who knows? You do it. And then the Griff Charger has an ability where, you know, it says you can't... Uh, move after you translocate. Okay. But I don't know. It, it it depends on, I guess, how you read this thing. I don't know. Because it, it says instead of a normal move, you can ride the winds etheric and you can move. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. We're getting into the weeds here, I think. Yes. But um, it's just, it's just you, there's, you, you have to kind of like look around for interactions like that. To, well, set, like I said, to set up these spells. You just I think it's kind of, it's you awesome. move him where you know the fighting's going to be. Yeah. You've got him right behind the big unit that's going to get attacked. So, mm-hmm. And then when even if you don't get up there right away, well, I started the hero phase. So either they're going to charge or something's going to happen, and your next turn you got right. it. Right. I mean, the other part of that is if, like, if, if, you, if, you, if it's ruled that you can't move at all, you could, have still, you could always charge. So. Sure. Yeah. Um. You can also be the wizard finders of Antor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one, you have to have a non-wizard hero, you know, 10 wounds or less, same as before, uh, and one infantry unit with uh, four four wounds or less, okay? You can have up mm-hmm. to two infantry units, and you can also have a monster in this unit, which I can see why you would want that. Yeah. Um, but you just basically have to have at least one hero and one infantry unit. Um, anytime a unit in this battalion is picked to fight, you can say that it will go on a wizard hunt. If you do so, pick one melee weapon profile on the unit's war scroll. Until the end of that phase, add one of the attack's characteristics to that melee weapon. But all the attacks have to go after an enemy wizard. Uh, That's why you can't have any wizards in the battalion, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But so, basically, if I'm fighting a wizard and they're in this unit, I can get plus one attack on one of my melee weapons. Right. Why not? Yeah. I need extra. I mean, I'll take it. An extra attack against wizards. We all know wizards are a little weak. That extra attack might be the difference. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, what else? Damn, there's so much going on in here. Um, so there's some grand strategies now. Yeah, let's do the grand strategies, and then we'll take uh, uh, one more break because yeah. we've been going about 45 minutes, and there's just so much of this. But look at all this wizard-focused stuff. Right. All right, so you can pick. Uh, oh, you must pick one grand strategy from the list below. So if you're you, using or you, this... Or you can pick one from your book. Uh, well, that's not what it says here. After you've picked your army, you must pick one grand strategy from the list below. At the end of the battle, if you've completed a grand strategy, you could score an additional point. It doesn't say anything about picking off your other... 
But you could all you could always pick one from your army book. Okay, I, I mean, I, I, I I'm assuming you're right on that. I'm just saying yeah. on a lot of these other things, it says pick one from here or from your mm-hmm. thing. You know, right, right. And uh, you know, you can pick a spell instead of a spell. You can pick a command trait off the list. See that one? says you can pick a command trait off the following list. So I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? And then this says you must pick. So I, I just thought you had to. So um, we can go back and forth on these. Control the Nexus. Uh, yeah, so control the Nexus. Yeah, go ahead. You get this one if two or more friendly wizards are wholly within six inches of the center of the battlefield mm-hmm. at the end of the battle. That's, you know, if you, you run them up there at the end. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, not not too bad. Next. Uh, spellcasting Savant. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If the model picked to be your general is an Antorian Locus, and that unit has not been slain. Again, doable. Yep. Slaughter of Sorcery. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there's no wizard units on the battlefield. So, that's the one that if you, if you don't have any wizards in your army, <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah, if you have no wizards in your army, and you... If you like luck out and play somebody who doesn't have any either, then you are yeah. Well, then you automatically <laughs> get it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But if yeah. you're playing someone who does, it's just like, okay. I got to kill those wizards, and right. wizards are oftentimes squishy. Although we've been able to, there's lots that aren't, but mm-hmm. many are squishy. Uh, Baron Icecape. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If all enemy units that have artifacts of power are destroyed, and there are no enemy units within six inches of the center of the battlefield. That's going to be a rough one. Yeah, that one just sounds unnecessarily difficult. All enemy units with artifacts of power, so at least one, maybe two, are destroyed, mm-hmm. and no enemy units in the set. So you got to yeah. just basically grab the whole center of the board. I mean, it's not yeah. huge. It's a one-foot diameter, right. but still. Right. Uh, overshadow. When the battle ends, you complete this. If all enemy battle line units from your opponent's starting army are destroyed and there is at least one friendly battle line unit from your starting army on the battlefield. That one can be rough. Yep. Depending on who that, you're playing, it could be yeah. really bad. Right, because if if especially if your opponent counterplays it, you know. Well, I mean, what about you? You just took your Durthus all as your battle line units. Yeah. You know, yeah good yeah, luck. Yeah, the, the tree lords are your battle line and the tree revenants are the battle line. Those guys are impossible to pin down. Yeah, exactly. They can move, just go anywhere. Uh, and what's the last one? Magic made manifest. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are two or more endless spells or incarnates on the battlefield that are controlled by or bonded to friendly units. Well, I kind of like that one. Yeah, that one. It seems doable. Like you know, uh, yeah. you just gotta. I mean, if they keep getting taken out, you just gotta you know keep putting them back. But right. you know, do your best. Yep. So most people I've seen, they've been taking spellcasting savant. That's the one I normally take. Mm-hmm. I see. It's because it's it's under your control, you know. Right. Right. Um. We are going to take a break. There are twelve new battle plans. We're not going to go over all of them. Um, yeah, ba- but battle tactics are the next big thing to go over. Yeah, the battle plans are pretty cool, though. I will say yes, this: they are. I, I like that. I like the the battle plans. There's a couple ones to I. I, I, I we could talk about a couple of like I would like you could talk about like my favorite one. That's kind of well, fun. if you want to go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about like the one that I like. Okay. Um. We're not, we do you want to yeah. talk about battle tactics? We well, let's talk do about that battle one. tactics, let's, too. Yeah. Well, let's do that when we get back. And where are the yep. battle tactics? Did I miss the uh, battle tactics? Page 18. Page 18. Oh, okay. I did. You know what? Let's let's 
you know what? Let's do this when we get back. Because yeah. are we? Are, yeah. Are we yeah, going to go over all the rules? I don't think so. Are we? We're going to go over all the battle tactics. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll do the battle tactics, and we can and oh. we can actually we'll talk about a couple of the of the you know your yeah. favorite battle plans, and then we'll wrap yeah. it up. So we'll be Oop. right back. Oop. Oop. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Yes, we are. Yes, hey. we are. Now, um, battle, battle tactics. tactics. Yeah, I totally missed this page. What a dumb, yeah. dumb head. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. big deal in here. Uh, at the start of your hero phase, you must pick one battle tactic from the list below. You must reveal your choice to your opponent. And your if your battle tactic instructs you to pick something, you must tell your opponent what you pick. You have until the end of the turn to complete the battle tactic. You can't pick it more than once per battle. There are eight here, though, which is kind of a lot, because a lot of times yeah. you don't get that many. Yeah, so pick one from here or from your book. And again, it says you must pick from <laughs> it here. Does. I know. I want. Does the FAQ mention this? Did I, I see anything about I don't think it does, that? actually. I don't think it okay. does. Hey, hold on one second. We're on one second. Sorry about that. All right. And I, did, could you hear that, Chris? Were you able to hear I, that? I heard you. Yeah. Oh, great. So that's going to be on the air. Yep. They did. Kids didn't throw out the garbage. All right. Okay. Uh, number one is intimidate the invaders. Complete this at the end of your turn. If there are more friendly units wholly outside your territory than there are friendly units within your territory. That's, a, that's an easy one. It is. You just basically pick that whenever you... <laughs> you but, can have that right at the start of the turn. But... But if you look at some of these battle plans, not so simple on some of these because their territories are pretty tiny in some of them, and they're huge in the other ones, some of yeah. these. But I think, I mean, it's still something, you know, it's. You're, it's you're, I, I, I thought that would be a super simple one. It's It, it, came, it, it feels, comes across as. It, it feels like you're going to have difficult. at least half the battlefield because it just has to be outside your territory. Yeah, but if you and look at the battle plans, some of the maps, like your territories are 
are big. Well, like I mean, in one in one of them. Okay, the first the, floor you have a, half the table. Yeah, but so as soon as you move your guys into the other half of the table, yeah, the but, others, the other, I've, I've looked at six so far, and they're all a quarter. Okay, so and now two half, mm-hmm. another quarter, another quarter, three. There are three out of the twelve that you're. Yeah. Territory is half the territory. I don't think yeah. it's going to be that hard. I'm always it, moving my guys forward. Push it I forward. Played, I, played, I played quite a number of games, and you'd be surprised how, how tricky this can be sometimes. I believe you. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, reprisal. You complete this battle tactic if an enemy unit that destroyed a friendly general earlier in the battle is destroyed in this turn. So okay, so if... Generally if, situational. Yeah. Yeah. So if you kill one of my generals, because we all know you can have multiple generals now because people count even if they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they killed that, then the next turn you have to pick this. The only time, because it has to be yeah. earlier oh, earlier in the battle. So you can pick it almost any time after they kill your general, one of your yeah, generals. Yes, but still, yes, if yes. they're strong enough to kill your general, you better be sure you could do that. Right. All right, what's this next one that's really long? Yeah, Endless Expropriation. Pick one enemy unit that is controlling or bonded to an endless spell or incarnate. You complete this battle tactic at the end of your turn if any of the following are true. The enemy unit has been destroyed. The endless spell is wild. The endless spell is controlled by or bonded to a friendly unit that incarnate is wild. I think they changed this. You think so? I think they did. I think there's an FAQ in the... uh, GHP FAQ, I believe they changed this. Oh, right. Well, why don't you go to the next one, and I'll see if I can find it, unless you want to look for it. Since you I'll look, look for it. Okay, I'll go to the next one then. Magical Dominance. Complete this at the end of your turn. If a friendly wizard successfully cast one or more spells, and none of the spells cast by any units of your army were unbound. That's a risky one. I mean, yeah. you have to cast at least one spell, but they can't... But they they... They only have to unbind one. So basically, you can't just not cast anything and say, I got this because you didn't unbind anything. Right. You got to try for that one. I guess this would be one I would pick if I was only planning on casting one spell. Yes. A lot of people pick this one at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Pick it right there. I'm going to cast it. You can't stop me. And boom. Okay, we're good. So that's actually not a bad one. Um, you You just have to time that one right. Yes. Uh, did you find your thing? Are you still looking? Um, I'll go to the next one if you're still looking. Yeah. All right. Uh, Magical Mayhem. Pick an enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed by damage, inflicted by a spell, or the abilities of an endless spell. Once again, this is all magic-based. Uh, bait and Trap. Complete this if two or more friendly units retreated this turn and two or more different friendly units made a charge. So if you got guys who can retreat and charge, you can't double up on them. But you got to have two retreats and two charges. If you know that's what you're going to do, that's an easy one. You just have to get into the situation where you know you're going to retreat with two and charge with two. Yeah, so would you just read Magical Mayhem? Uh, oh, no, no, I read Bait and Trap. And trap. Yeah. yeah, Magical Mayhem. Has also has an FAQ. Uh, oh, okay. You just change it to, you complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed by a spell or the abilities of an endless spell. I don't know what. It just took out that. by damage inflicted by. If they're just yeah. destroyed by a spell. Oh, because if it doesn't necessarily do damage. So they yeah. just, okay. So if they're. Yeah, so endless, they're, expro- yeah. endless, endless expropriation yeah. got changed to pick an enemy unit that's summoned an endless spell that is on the battlefield or is bonded to an incarnate. 
You complete this battle tactic at the end of your turn if either of the following are true. That enemy unit has been destroyed. That incarnate is wild. That's it. Oh, so the endless spell is wild or the endless spell is controlled or bonded by a friendly unit is out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, they made it a little more easy to accomplish, I guess. We only have to do any one, so taking two out would make it harder, wouldn't it? <sighs> well, what were the other two? The uh, enemy unit has been destroyed, destroyed or the incarnate is wild. And they took out, and the spell is wild, and the spell controller bond to a friendly unit. So did they take all the endless spell out? Like, is that pick an enemy unit? Oh, that's controlling and incarnate. So it's basically just incarnate now, not endless spell. It still says pick an enemy unit that summoned an endless spell, and you get the battle tactic if that enemy unit that summoned it is dead. Okay. Wait, what? So... The new one is pick an enemy unit that summoned an endless spell that is on the battlefield or that is bonded to an incarnate. You complete this battle tactic at the end of your turn. If either of the following are true, that enemy unit has been destroyed, that incarnate is wild. Okay. Yeah, but so they did make it harder because now the endless spell, if it's an endless spell he's got out there, you basically you can't do anything mm. to the endless spells. Right. It's you so, got to kill him or you got to let the incarnate loose, which is actually much more focused on how the lore works. Yeah. Right? It's about the well, incarnate. I think before you could use the rupture spell to cause an endless spell to go wild. Now you can't do that anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because right? the spell did that. So the yeah. people are just using the spell. So, like, nope. Right. Pick a predatory endless spell or incarnate. Well, you yeah. can still make the incarnate wild, but yeah, it, yeah, you could. Yeah. Right. But, the but it's just less options, work. I guess. Right. So now it has to be an incarnate to make it go wild, which is great because if I'm just casting endless spells and I don't have an incarnate, then you'd have to kill me. You couldn't just make the endless spell wild. All right, right. make it a little harder. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, we're up led, to led into, into the, the maelstrom. maelstrom. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, complete this battle tactic if one or more friendly heroes and one or more friendly battle line units each made a charge move this turn. And at least one of those units is within three inches of an enemy unit at the end of the turn. All right. I like that one. I like that one. That's a good one. So you got to charge with a hero and a battle line unit, at least yep. one of each. And then at least one of those charges has to end up uh, yeah. well, within three inches, I suppose. Well, yeah. So if, both of the, if you charge with a hero and your battle line unit and you wipe out the units that end up fighting, then you don't get it. Oh, because it's. One of the units still has to be within three inches of an At enemy. At the end of the turn. Okay, yeah. okay, so, okay, I get it. Uh, surround and destroy. Pick three different friendly units on the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, at the end of your turn, if each of those units is wholly within six inches of a different battlefield edge and two or more are wholly outside your territory. That's crazy. I suppose you have yeah. a lot of units you could do this, but... Right, so that's a big one. So, basically, if you take a look at these... Um, it, it really helps if you have an army that is fast. Mobile? And can, and can mobile, is mobile. That's a big deal in this. So now you're using a lot more parts of the battlefield. You're using the edges of the battlefield a lot more, and the, and the table edges, all four of them, come into play a lot more often. I found in playing some games with this. Um, that's kind of why, like, in the Stormcast, sort of, I was why kind of like putting together like Vanguard Hunters, like, cause it's so useful. And like the, the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, just 
teleporting that guy around is so awesome. <laughs> and then the uh, the relictor with the translocation spell, just moving guys around. Poof, you know, you're here, you're here. You've got you know the Vanguard hunters can ride the winds of Theric. They're here, they're here. You know, the Palador is jumping all over the place. And you can do a similar thing with Sylvaneth. You know, with the trees moving all over the place, just getting these battle tactics. Um, I'm sure there's other armies that do similar things or just really fast, yeah. like Slanish, I'm sure can do a, a lot of these just because their units are so fast. Zinch, now I'm thinking is going to be a lot more focused with like screamers and guys on discs and, uh, you know, the disc chariot might see some play just because they're so fast. Yeah. Um, and then armies that aren't equipped to do this, I mean, they they might suffer a little bit, you know, like uh, maybe like some undead armies, some maybe like vampire counts. No, they're not called vampire. What are they called now? Uh, Soul Blight Gravelords. Soul Blight Gravelords armies might not be so good at this because, I mean, they do have fast units like fell bats and stuff, but that's not like what you they were usually, you know, hordes of zombies. They're not exactly going to get, you know, over here in this table corridor or next to this table edge or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's gonna. It's a. I think it's added in some some really cool interactions with the way armies are going to be bought, you know, developed, played, like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Like I played a game. <laughs> I was a uh, my Stormcast. I was playing my friend's Maggotkin. I, I barely killed any units <laughs> in the Maggotkin army, but I was just getting battle tactics. Yeah. You know, and. I, I, mean, I scored all my battle tactics, got my grand strategy, and ended up winning pretty pretty comfortably just because I was just like, you know, I'm losing all the battles, you know, all the little fights, you know, here and there, and just like defending, 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 backing off, backing off, just giving ground, and then just vanishing with translocation or, or whatever, just right. going over here. And it, was, it was really fun. It was cool. Well, and like I said, there are some cool things, like you even said in the battle plans, and one of them where you're half and half. That's kind of cool. Every step is forward. Yeah, where the 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 board is divided into a, 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 a sort of a weird shape, but basically, mm-hmm. if you picture you sixteen sections, so each quarter of the table is quartered. Yep. You know, and yeah. then yeah, you I've get like one, yeah. you get like a sort of a you know, like a handle shape, you know? You get, like, the four along the top and then the four in the, off to the one side. Yeah. So everyone's got, like, a weird L shape or something like that in their, yeah. uh, in, in their uh, battle. What's interesting about this is it, there's no no man's land. I got my territory, you got your territory. We've got objectives mm-hmm. to hold. But if you make a charge move until the end of the turn, every model counts as one extra model. Yeah. You get one extra. So... If yeah. you if you got one of your giants who counts as thirty five, he counts as thirty six. You know, if right. you have a unit of twenty guys who are one apiece, now they're two apiece. You know, yeah, yeah. So cool. if you charge, it's plus one to your to her contesting. Mm-hmm. If you retreat, you cannot contest objectives right. at all. Right. Until kinda, you, yeah. So on that turn, so yeah, kind of harkens back to like unit strength. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I liked. I just, I really liked the idea that it's like you have to keep plowing forward. That's the whole point of this right. one, right? Um, the one I really like, and um, the one I like is the uh, geomantic pulse. Geomantic pulse. Which one is <laughs> it's that? Such a, it's the very first one. Oh, is that the first one? Hold on, I was past. Yeah, it. 
All right. So, so what's like so really, cool about this really, one? It's a really small territory. So you have four objectives across the middle. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You start with one that's the pulse. And then it just moves from left to right or right to left, depending on whoever picked where the pulse starts. Like the objective like moves across the battlefield. So we've got a we we I've got my whole side of the board uh, a quarter of the way up. You've got the whole side of the board a quarter of the way up. It's like the old. Yeah. It's like the old when we used to you know when we were playing yeah. old school straight up yep. battle warhammer. Yep. You got four objectives right across the center line, all across. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, uh, you're either going to start on the far left or the far right, and that's the pulse. And the next, then it moves over one. Then it moves, yeah. and it continues in that direction until it can't go in that. So it's literally just going to go back and forth across the board. Yeah, one see, space at a time. Yeah, pretty much. Just go, if whoever picks second picks which one's the pulse, and then it just goes that direction for the rest of the game. Yeah. So uh, what does the pulse do for you? Um, it's one of the objectives. So you yeah. you get a victory point if you have an objective. You get two victory points if you control the pulse. So if you, if you only control the pulse, you've already got three. Yeah. You know? Um, one victory point for each objective adjacent to the pulse. So when it starts off, it's on the side, so there's only one adjacent. But once it moves, now it's got two adjacent. So suddenly right. your extra victory points can pile up being near it. Two victory points if you complete the battle tactic. So grabbing the pulse is important, but if you can't grab the pulse, being next to it is still going to give you a bonus. Yeah. And these ones where you're way back and you're on the table, these are hard to score battle tactics because you are not close no. to, the, to, the, to the enemies. You're no. not close to them. That's and when you like, got to start picking those other ones. Like, oh, I got three yeah. units that charge. And, and it's like, oh my gosh. Like, now you have, if you have like a, if you think of like, like kind of like a slow army, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never getting, I'm like so far away from you. Like, I'm getting shot. Like, these, these battle plans matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you really have to – I think you really have to bring a balanced You do. Well, nowadays. I mean, look at the ice fields. That's another one where you have half the territory. You have the left half. Mm-hmm. I have the right half. Look at all how many objectives there are. There's That's six. The other thing with these. Uh, yeah, there a lot of them four. This one lot, has six. There's, there's a lot, a lot of, of objectives six. on these maps. Uh, this one, the ice fields. You have the left half of the board. I have the right half of the board. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's six objectives, three in each of our territories. Um, you know, holding the objectives, you get points. That's not what's the thing about this one. This is called the ice fields. Okay. So, um, it says each time a unit runs over the ice encrusted domain, it takes D3 mortal wounds. (laughs) Yeah. When you make a charge roll, any ones, unmodified ones that pop up on your charge roll. Yeah. You take D3 mortal wounds. Right. So if you if you're running, you're hurt. If you're charging, you don't charge really well. You're getting hurt because basically, the it's so slippery. Your guys are falling and hurting themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're falling through the ice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, that's that's an interesting way to go with it. So yeah, you've got these two things set up. You've got to get to these objectives. You, if you want to win, you've got to get into your opponent's territory and grab some of his. To yeah, there's to, so many objectives, and there's six. Yeah. <sighs> they're all ranging like a circle. Yeah. So they're really close to each other. And then, oh, and you've also got uh, activating uh, power flux where you've got yeah, four objectives. That's a cool one. Then you're flipping around. There's just, these are really, everything is moving. Everything is right. jumping around. People are like, getting frozen. So the most controversial one is Towers in the Tundra. Oh, all right. Which one is that? So this is the very last one. 
And this is kind of like Watchtower. <laughs> okay, let's ever, look at this one. I don't. Do you I Watchtower? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you each get half of the board. Yeah. And you have two objectives. One, it's on the halfway mark. Each one, like a quarter of the way in from each side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. You pick your territories. Each player picks one defensible terrain feature. Yeah. And that makes it a, the wizard's tower. Yeah. There are the arcane scenery rule, and it has, uh, uh, it's got the arcane uh, rule on top of whatever it already has. Right. So plus one to cast. Okay. And it's defensible. So it says one victory point if you control at least one objective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. One victory point if you have both objectives. Two victory points if you completed your battle tactic. Each player scores victory points at the end of the battle as follows. Two victory points if friendly units are garrisoning the wizard's tower in your territory. If your starting army did not include any units that could garrison a terrain feature, score two victory points if you control the wizard's tower in your territory instead. And then score two victory points if there are no units garrisoning the wizard's tower in the enemy territory. Yeah. Okay. This one's cool. It is like the old Watchtower, <laughs> except the old Watchtower, you had to do damage to their Watchtower. Right. Here, you just have to keep that, just bump them um, off of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of cool. I like this one. It's just so different. Yeah, it's fun, yeah, it, man. It's, and really, it's, what they want you to do is they want you to set up like oh, like an actual Wizard's Tower in each territory. They don't, oh, they, I wish I still they, had my cool old Wizard's Towers. Right. Yeah, they have to assume that maybe players won't have Wizard's Towers, so we have to give them rules for... Yeah, that has to be a, a defensible terrain feature. Fine, whatever. That's your represents your wizard tower. But yeah, you should. But if you're playing this one, you really should have a wizard tower. You want to have you pick one and you just replace it with your wizard's tower. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Because exactly. you get to pick the terrain on your territory, which that yeah. is the tower. So you put it all out there, and then you pick. And I'll be bringing so, something to pretty, replace. Pretty with. awesome. Now um, there are endless spell updates, but I don't know enough about the endless spells to comment on all of this. And quite frankly, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to read every. I mean, I, how many are in here? There's four, eight. Oh man, that's a bunch. 12, 16. So there's 17 endless spells in here. I don't want to go over all of these. I honestly don't. You guys can look at the book yourself. You guys are big boys and girls. Right. Um, and then, like I said, then we've got the, the rules. And I'm, I'm not going to yeah. go over the rules tonight either. We could do that. We have had requests from listeners who are newer to the game saying, is there any episodes where you just kind of go over the core rules? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when when the new edition comes out, in a year, you know, um, we will definitely do that. If we have time, we'll throw one in before then. Go over these rules. I don't mind. Yeah. You'd refresher. Sure. Um, but that's, I mean, that's pretty much this. Yeah, that's the book. GHP. I this is love this. this. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I, this is my favorite one so far. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I liked Storm of Magic. It was stupid. And it didn't work well, and it was completely unbalanced. And I it was did not fun. like that at all. <laughs> it was fun though because it was bananas. That was I'm going to roll all these dice, and I'm either going to blow up or I'm going to blow something <laughs> else. It reminded me of playing uh, like like 40k apocalypse. Like yeah. everything gonna blow up now. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was for me. It was. More, it was difficult to play. You know, you like, get frustrated when things yeah. don't work, and this game, that storm of magic, was basically like things ain't gonna work. <laughs> this, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I get why you were frustrated, but yeah. you got to understand why I think that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we talking about 
well, are we talking about end times Warhammer? Is that is that what we're talking about? Well, Storm end times, war, end times. No, I talk. That, when that's they came, what I'm talking about. End times they, Warhammer. That's what I was like. That's end times I, Warhammer. The magic I created. But remember when they put out Storm of Magic, where they oh. had the book with the dial in it. Oh no, that I liked. I, I loved liked that. that. That was no, I liked so that dumb was, and so yeah, much fun. No, I, I, I kind of liked that. End yeah, times. That was, end, okay, end times. I was games. talking about end times. Warhammer was like. Burst. Well, here's the thing. If I knew that this is what they were doing, because it was. I mean, it played to the story, man. Magic yeah. went bananas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it just. If I'm looking for a positive in it, <laughs> the game became the lore. It the did. game went insane. Magic went crazy. Yep, magic went crazy. Armies go crazy. Yes, armies go crazy. The game is going throwing way out of whack. Yes, because the whole world's thrown out of whack. If you mm-hmm. like that kind of gaming, great. I played that at Gen Con uh, that last year when we were playing those rules. Yeah. And several of my games were really unfun. Mm. Uh, but several of them were great. But yeah. you were able to just put together the most insane nonsense in those right. games. That's what, and that's what people were doing. You, you know, know I played against a, a two slant three cannon army or something like that. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, it's like, come you on. know, it's just, yeah, that wasn't as fun, you know, mm-hmm. unless we were playing more narrative style. I didn't narrative those... style. I think that game was would have been amazing. I Storm, did, yeah. yeah. End times I, Warhammer narrative different story end times warhammer playing there and most of the games i played were like that we were just playing it for for fun and laughs for big points and stuff and it's not as when we played it in tournament not as fun yeah i I didn't even play and yeah it was not great um but yeah i'm i'm i I, this is this is kind of exciting um it's making me think i may have to get at least one more regular battle line unit so that i can play the uh, the wizard thing instead of because right now I have to pay I have to play the army of the uh, ever chosen because okay, yeah. I need I only have two units of ten I'm, I don't know I I could buy something I don't want to have to buy anything else right and right now army of the ever chosen makes almost everything I have battle line you know what I mean gotcha all the big units are battle line so I know I have at least three um but if I had to I might pick one up now if this is going to mm-hmm. be the way it's going to be for a year. I'll see how it goes, but I'm kind of excited to have a lot of wizards and just be throwing around a lot of magic. Well, paint paint your last 15 models. I'm going to paint those 15 play, models. Play we're going to play our game. Okay, cool, is man. that it? Yep. All right. Um. So I want to thank once again our, uh, you know, our sponsors: Castork Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, and our Patreon patrons: Jake C, James Brown, and Old Man Yeti, the associate producers: Scotty Mill and George Stradle, the executive producers, and again. Nicholas Sinlock, Andrew Ennett, and David Hillstrom. Thank you all for becoming patrons here. Uh, are you ready, Chris? I am. Okay, I heard you getting ready in the beginning. I heard it in the background. I'm like, I know he's right on top of it this time. Um, <laughs> folks, thank you for listening. And seriously, tune in on the 28th because um, I'm going to have so much fun on that episode it might be long Chris and I might have to record over a couple of sessions Uh, if it's really long we'll have to break it up into two halves of an episode Um, but they'll both be coming out very shortly from one another because I'm so excited we're having so much fun with what we're doing I don't even want to talk about it but uh, (laughs) we won't we can't get it finished until that Friday like that Friday night we got to get together that Friday night to finish what we're doing so so that's the 27th so I know this one's late. Next one's going to be late, too, but um, I hope you enjoy it. So until next time, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. 
Four cigar. Okay, that hardly felt like got it, but we'll count it. We'll count that yes. one, okay? All right, folks, see you soon. <laughs>